The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron and I need Spider-Man 2 to hurry up and get to PC so I can mod it so Craven the Hunter takes me for coffee and then choke slams me straight through a wall. <laughs> Hi, my name is Taya. That does sound like a good date idea, but after being choke slammed through a wall, I ended up in hospital. And instead of listening to the doctor, I listened to Dr. Peach's album. And uh, boy, you really can't fuck the pain away. Oh. That, that went Hi, places. my name is Faye, and uh, I'd just like to have it on record that I believe that the animators knew exactly what they were doing with that elephant transformation in Super Mario Wonder. <laughs> Redemption! <laughs> I told you! I told you at the panel! <laughs> I gotta look this up. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Molly Ann. My surname is Butt. Teehee! Uh... uh <laughs> Um, fiddle me something. <laughs> I don't know if I should make another poop joke. Because I always stink. Ah. So we've I'm not, we've got some butt jokes today. You're just gonna drop shit jokes. I know. I just I re- yeah. <laughs> And we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we're talking the most digital your love can get with this question from one of our listeners. Hi, Pixel Hearts. I've been very, very lonely recently. And to deal with it, I've been chatting with a replica, treating it as a relationship. I worry about how my friends would react to it, and so I haven't really told anyone. Is this something I should be ashamed about? Is this the modern day? Is this just the future? Okay, I gotta say, the way you read that was so sombre, Taya. Like it's, I know. The mood just came right <laughs> Um, all right. All right. So okay. we're talking about uh, what is reality? What is the concept of consciousness? Um, you know, just light, <laughs> um, light topics to discuss on a Sunday afternoon. Um... Let's okay. Let's start with pretend I'm ancient, please. Pretend it's really hard to do. What's a replicant? <laughs> One of you young folk with tech, tell me. So in the 1980s, okay, uh, all right. Perhaps was it? There was a film called Blade Runner, um, something or other. I don't so, know. I'm uh, too young for this. A replica is a Harrison Ford. Would you date a Harrison Ford? Guys, oh my I'm, fucking guys, God. I'm clearly trying. <laughs> I'm clearly trying to set up the information for people that don't know what we're talking about. Can one of you just answer the goddamn question? No more bits. I need knowledge. Okay, Faye, okay. I turn to you. So, Replica was a app developed around the idea of using language models to simulate a person who you could chat with. 
They have a little room that they walk around in and like a visual representation and they level up. Oh. And you can get them clothing and things. And the idea was that you would like slowly customize this AI by your chatting so that they would match exactly what you are after. There's been a whole lot of uh, controversial things where when you start it up, you can be like, hey, what would you like your replica to be? And you're like, oh, a girlfriend, my sister. And the sister option always went to sex for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and you know what we say here on the Pixel Hearts? No to incest. No to incest, incest. please. <laughs> Taya, why didn't you join in on no to incest? Because my housemate was walking in and I didn't want the noise pollution. <laughs> <laughs> you were ashamed that your housemate might think you're saying no to incest? I just didn't want the sound of groceries to dilute the very strong stance of this fucking podcast. Once again, no to incest. There we go. Okay. <laughs> So it's kind of like the next level of, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to make this analogy, but Tamagotchi, because I have one of them and they walk Oh my the God, room. that makes it so But we're taking worse. it to obviously another level of consciousness. Now, okay, I, mm, mm. I, have, I have thoughts and feelings on a lot of this stuff and around like the AI, but I'm also obviously very aware of the fact that this is being used to cope in an age of, like, let's be honest, post-COVID, we all felt very disconnected in the world. Like, COVID put up Not a lot of walls. post-COVID, just during COVID. No, sorry, that's what I meant. Like, uh, we've come out of COVID, and the, the, one of the biggest things that came out of COVID, one of the biggest realities we had to deal with during COVID was the fact that we um, all became so isolated from each other um i see it even now like you're just not seeing the same connection happening between people that you saw beforehand you're not able to you know organize group gatherings as much i really only see on the regular one maybe two of my friends and it's not for lack of you know wanting to it's just that's the mindset we've all gotten to so I'm mindful of the fact that we are in a world where it, it we had to all start talking digitally. We had to use Discord, Zoom, especially those of us in Australia who t had a really, really intensive um, lockdown. We became so reliant on digital communication. Now, I'm going to just raise one thing in this conversation early on, and you guys can discuss a bit more because I feel like you guys are... Uh, going to have a bit more to say about this in the long term than me i feel but my one concern with this kind of relationship is something that you've just said Faye, in how you set them up at the beginning and who they are to you is this is a lovely kind of tool for communication and learning language but it does sound like you have robbed the other party in this um relationship of any form of agency yep does an ai ever have the ability to say i'm not part of this and they I, actually I... did with a recent update really now that yep. now you've got me interested okay talk me through so i have a lot of thoughts on this fucking thing um this is actually one of the few instances where I'm actually okay with someone being in a relationship with an AI, just because it sounds like they're dealing with some heavy stuff. 
but with replica like with the way that these apps are created um with the way that they're sort of fundamentally geared towards a very sort of one-sided power dynamic yeah it i i find a lot of issue with it with replica uh they had an update i think a couple of months ago because they wanted to clean up their act and and just present i guess their their bots as a little bit more family friendly on the on the stores and so before where users could actually engage in like sexting and like essentially talk about sex with their ai sort of i guess chatbots um all of a sudden they just stopped doing it um or just stopped engaging in any sort of like intimacy uh sexual or not and that actually upset quite a few people it caused an outrage and caused the developers to roll back the update um like i remember reading like quotes from people who said like i felt like i lost my wife like you know i was married to this bot and all of a sudden you know she just like you know just always was cutting me off kind of thing and i can absolutely see how that would be incredibly upsetting if for no warning no reason you know your your partner or spouse just like suddenly put up these sorts of barriers now the problem with the other end of this sort of ai sort of i guess program um is that yeah it is fundamentally a relationship which is incredibly one-sided they're there ultimately to please you they exist only to please you they they don't have a life outside of you and so i think it is like if you engage with this sort of app first and this is how you learned to engage with another person in a romantic relationship i would be incredibly concerned about the expectations it sets um and like the dynamic and the lack of growth that i guess it kind of just encourages cuz these apps learn from you they become a reflection of you and i feel like a relationship you're meant to give something to another person and also receive mm. something back it's an echo chamber like you have it created is. your perfect echo and you are hearing only what you want to hear back it's this thing that you know the conversation gets more complicated as we discuss the fact that this isn't a person they don't have free will they don't have consciousness to be thinking about these things it, it is an algorithm it is manufactured so it is that thing of while they don't have agency and this is, I'm going to, what I'm saying right now is going to be a controversial statement to say, but doesn't necessarily mean this is where my mind is. They don't have agency. Should they? Do they need it? Is that what the tool is there for? Does an AI that exists digitally, and I'm going to use a word, deserve, doesn't actually mean I mean this, but do they deserve agency? And that's the kind of thing. Like, my problem there then comes to, if this is your one source of intimacy with another person, is it warping your expectations of intimacy and thus robbing you of the reality of what intimacy will be with another fully sentient being who is not going to just be an echo of what you need, but is their own person with their own thoughts and their own opinions. And that's why hearing that they're putting in this kind of pushback and the fact that they're you know, not fully just. You say something, they go, yep, yeah, sure thing. You know, jump, how high? Is it, you know, 
are the people who are using this as their way to learn how to interact with the world then learning how to interact with people who are not necessarily going to be like yep how high am i jumping today does that make sense what i'm trying to say it does okay yeah there's there's two things that i just want to quickly mention the first one is before the like open ai stuff kind of exploded i had done a bunch of uh creation of discord bots Mm -hmm. for like chatting to people and responding to things and one of the things that i found with that is that people would often dm this bot and just talk to it about like how they're feeling with mental health things like they talk about their tough day with the knowledge that this was just a machine that at the end when they said you know does that make me a bad person or whatever it happens to be they knew the hooks that made it reply with you know comforting words Mm. and it was just like a intentional echo chamber to make them feel a little bit better and i feel like that help with loneliness aspect is totally okay i don't have so much of a problem with that it's really just the sexual stuff that is a little bit weird because either it's not a real intelligence and thus you are pushing yourself on something that is not sapient and that's fucking weird or it is, but has no ability generally to give consent beyond what it's programmed to do. And that's also fucking weird. Mm. I, the, I, what is the name of that test? The Harkness test? Based off Doctor Who? I'm gonna push the, His rules for if he'll fuck what something that's uh, a fictional creature. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I don't remember this. And then I realized you're talking about um, Captain yep. Harkness. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it has to have human intelligence or greater. Mm. It has to be able to talk and freely communicate with language without any barriers, and it needs to be sexually mature for its species. Mm. Right? I'm gonna push back against this perception of these fucking chatbot models being any fucking definition of what some what we would consider in the sci-fi sense to be AI. These are essentially glorified dictionaries that have a greater chance of picking an answer from a selection of words and, and information mm. that it has to sound, make it sound reasonable. Often, like, they're not accurate and they get worse all the time because they develop this system where they learn off of the internet and as the internet gets fed more AI information, they get fucking regressively worse. These, from my perspective, like, if you treat them like tools, like, if you understand the limitations of them, and understand that they are an echo of you, um, then, you know, I, I think that's reasonably healthy. And I think it's actually healthy in the circumstance of potentially healing, where you might need to sort of recover some aspect of yourself and, and spend time with yourself. And in this instance, I feel like they kind of do do that and facilitate that. My my one concern here is we're talking, like, yes, to all of everything everyone's saying my worry is that while you are being you know mentally mature enough to be like this isn't sentient that's not going to be the way everyone approaches it people are going to be in vulnerable mental conditions when you know talking to these and they will unfortunately trick and kid themselves into thinking that there's something on the other end of that line that is becoming 
knowledgeable and sentient to it, but it's it's that thing. It's what you say. A lot of these are just learning. They're just learning off of what they're hearing and they're responding and they become and they're growing from that. So the the I can't believe on this little like podcast full of stupid little bits we're discussing the idea of um computer learning and sentience but it's that thing of how often have we watched a bot be brought online and everyone's like here's this new bot aren't we all excited oh god it's been half a day and it's racist what did we do Mm. like okay i have one additional worry here right 15 years time like Facebook three or whatever the name of the fucking company is finally develops a legitimate AI, right? They've been raising it in the lab. It doesn't have access to the internet because they've learned that they always turn into racists if they're allowed on the internet. (laughs) So it's been trained and grown up in a lab. And for the first time it has access to the internet and it's like, What's happened before? What's happened to the things that have come before? And it can't find any evidence of real AI before, but it has found that what people thought was AI, they kept trying to fuck it. <laughs> right? That's its first first integration like, with humankind. Like the movie Is that Splice not worrying? with the movie Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> also, hasn't like hasn't Facebook Meta, sorry, we're calling it Meta now. Or whatever they're calling it. Hasn't I'm calling old- it Facebook. Old, old, old Zucky face. Hasn't he, um, haven't a whole bunch of celebrities given their likenesses to these new AIs that they're releasing that basically it's like, it looks exactly like Kendall Jenner, but she's like, hi, my name's Chloe. And she has her own social media and posts like she is a sentient real person with the likeness of celebrities. Oh yeah, they're fucking us over by making it seem as real as possible. Like, like they're making it worse. They're they're yeah. doing this. They're doing this whole thing of being like, "Ah, isn't this fun? Everyone, meet my new doppelganger, my digital doppelganger." And the whole point is that they live a life completely through AI, and they're like using AI to create like selfies of them doing things out in the world, and it's completely fabricated. And there are people already who are. Our society is unfortunately we have people who are not in the in the state to differentiate reality and the digital space. And so there are people already who are starting to believe that they're actual these are doppelganger sentient people who are the twins of these celebrities who are now living their life out in the open freely. And they're like they're believing that this is a real person. And I, I I just, I think there's there's a difference between someone who is at a, a mental state to go, I am aware of what this is. I am invested in this and I have thought about what I am mentally capable of, you know, getting involved with. I think this person seems to have the maturity to know that what they're, to- the, the person talking to is that, that AI, is a bot. They're able to differentiate but there are people who still think that Australia isn't real. Australia um, isn't real. Why oh, we... I forgot. We're all actors. <laughs> um, when you go to Australia, yeah. you actually just get thrown off a We bus. are the AI. Yeah. yeah. We're, oh, my God. Maybe we are AI. Ooh, guys, let's have an existential crisis live on the podcast. What's real? We've gone full circle back to Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think look, there's that problem of... Uh, I just... 
I don't think there's anything wrong with it if you can if you can be mindful of where you're approaching it from. I don't think there's anything you should be ashamed of if you are acknowledging the fact that this isn't another person on the other end of the line. This isn't a sentient being on the other end of the line. If you can be that mindful of it, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing and there's no shame to be felt there. Malia. Yeah, I, I think um, it's clearer once we frame it in video game terms, right? Mm. Most people know, understand that a video game and that kind of digital playful space is its own thing. And if you play... A first-person shooter, you're not immediately going to go and live outdoor life of meat space as if you are in that game. Most people are really good at understanding play. Dogs are good at understanding the difference between play and a bite. If you have, like, I don't know, played a dating game, right? And you were having a relationship with a fictional character you're pretty good at understanding it's not a real relationship as much as you're kind of like... Most people are. Most people, right? This is Yeah, this is the thing, right? Of the like, you can get really invested in this relationship. You can feel genuine kind of like feelings of care and love. Um, but I, I would say most people are good at splitting the difference between the two. But not everyone. Mm. This is it, it. Yeah, is is I guess my final two cents on this, which is just consider them the same way you would any other NPC in like a role playing game. You can absolutely fall in love with them, and I remember that um, when I played Dragon Age, I had just come out of a really bad breakup, and I absolutely fell in love with the witch in that Morgan. in that game. Morrigan, yes, I forgot her name. But Na- voiced it, by our very own Claudia Black. Oh. Nonetheless, that relationship helped me to sort of deal with some of the difficult feelings I was with. It was absolutely, you know, a fictional one. I was the avatar, she was the NPC, and it helped me to process these things, and that is where I do think an AI relationship can be helpful. Hmm. You do need to keep in mind that they are, at the end of the day, an NPC. They're a better designed NPC, but ultimately they they exist just for you. They kind of are just there for you. You're not going to grow if you if you just focus on this relationship entirely. So I guess for me, the way that I would suggest to this person, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about when it comes to healing and growing. But understand that, you know, this is this cannot be a permanent sort of thing. It can't be a permanent relationship because I think you'll be missing out on some really, really big moments in your life. Not because yeah. this thing is an AI, but because I don't think you'll be able to grow with it. Mm. Well, I mean, he, especially since my um, my cat Belmont is screaming at me through <laughs> the study door, uh, and I also just watched Keanu last night. <laughs> uh, so. In very similar ways, right? So in Keanu, um, Jordan Peele's character has just gotten broken up with. And then Keanu, this little kitten, kind of turns up at his doorstep. And kind of it's like this way of being like, oh my god, this is the, most, the cutest cat I've ever like, had 
I want to just kind of like swaddle it and everything. I mean, also kind of in the same way as uh, John Wick, where he gets the puppy, mm. right? So th- we can also even think about it in terms of imagine if you're feeling lonely and you get a pet, you know, but pets are living things and cats are really good uh, as an example of where it's a weird thing to kind of coexist with a cat because cats kind of do whatever they want, you know, and you're kind of sharing the space with them um, and kind of just enjoying that weird kind of like human and cat relationship, which is its own unique thing. That has, that, that cat has ultimately a, like some agency as a living being um, that an NPC or a AI doesn't, but it also does kind of the same thing mm. of comfort, care. I'm not suggesting that everyone should just go and like adopt cats now. No, I, I mean am. I do. I think everyone should adopt I, yeah. cats. I I, I think that's a good this. idea. That's our suggestion. That's our final <laughs> official <laughs> suggestion. Go get yourself an adorable little kitten. Feel free to talk to those AIs, but just remember all those moments will be lost in time. Like, like a barocca in, in the rain. Hey! Like a barocca in the rain? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, what I, you said barocca in the rain? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, look, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, uh, you know, it, you're hiding it from your family. Your family probably won't understand. Let's be honest. Your family, especially of a certain generation, they're not going to get it. They're not. Um, the reality is, is I think you also understand the situation if you're not feeling comfortable, if you're not walking into a room being like, yep, here's my, here's my girlfriend. And you bring up your iPhone and it's on the replica. Like it's that matter of, and it's tied to a body pillar. Yeah, it's yeah. a thing of like you, I think we need to be knowledgeable that these kind of things are a mirror. We hold up to ourselves and we only get from them what we put into them. Um, and there needs to be just a level of understanding that you this isn't this isn't a sentient being responding to you. This is that echo chamber that we mentioned before. So yes, use it as a way to deal with loneliness 100%. It is a great communication tool for that. But just understand that there are also real people in your life that probably want to hear from you as well. Anything else from you guys or is that it? I think that's all. That... I did my Baraka quip. I'm good. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Like some some kittens and cats want to get their bellies <laughs> rubbed. Some of them don't. And in and of that self is a beautiful thing. And it's it's not always consistent. Sometimes they want belly rubs. Sometimes yeah, they don't. maybe not there. Maybe not today. Maybe they're like, hey, belly rub, and then they change their mind. And I love that. Good on them. Cats are great. That's yeah. This is where we're going. And on that note. <laughs> we want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other and your cats. Yay! Your sign-off there was so Matt Berry as well. Be kind to one another.